everybody to another one of our convos today joining me is uh two very special guests to talk about uh spoken word album that you guys got coming out um you know i got some exciting news you guys have some news coming from the grammys you got some other things that we want to talk about but before we get into all that um maybe you guys want to give like a little background into each one of you yeah for sure so i'm s rap um nashville artist hip-hop spoken word and professional speaking. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I'm Rashad, uh, Rashad the Poet, Rashad Raper. I'm also a spoken word artist, hip hop artist. I'm an actor and a speaker from Nashville as well. We're super excited to be here, man. Okay. So we'll just get right into it. How'd you guys meet? Uh, we met maybe, um, Saran says like six years ago, something like that, six, seven years ago, we worked through this organization called Southern Word in Nashville. Um, it's a nonprofit that teaches uh, literacy using the power of poetry and spoken word. So we go into schools like all over the state um, okay. and teach, you know, we use poetry to teach um, literacy skills. And um, we met then, we met there. Uh, we both, again, are, we both are poets and spoken word artists. And, you know, so we kind of have that connection, but that's where we really kind of uh, like met each other and just kind of started working together from that, from that point as, uh, you know, just working together. And uh, yeah, it's just been on since then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're also like, um, we're also two MCs from Nashville that have a real nice, strong skill set in freestyling. And so, there's not many people these days that can actually freestyle off the top of their head. So, um, of course you hear, we hear each other's names buzzing in the same circles and we're always like, Oh man, you know, like we got to do something together. We got to work together. And then of course, like we'd be on gigs together, freestyling, and then it turned into working together and collaborating. So that's cool. And Nashville seems to be like a very, you know, central hub for, like musicians in particular. So like, is it also like pretty big, like on poetry and spoken word and all that? Yeah, it's, um, so it's gone through its phases. Um, you know, I first started doing spoken word in, you know, the year 2000 and, um, you know, from about 2000 to about 2008, it was really popular, really big. Uh, you could hear spoken word, you know, four or five times a week easily. Um, and then it kind of had this little low moments later in the, uh, the, you know, the 2010s, at, at that decade area, that era had a, a little lull, but uh, it's starting to come back now. You see a lot of new up and coming poets, um, younger poets, you know, who are coming up with this hunger and uh, they're doing a lot of the great things. So I'm really excited about the scene and about, you know, what's happening and what they're doing now. So. Hmm. And I guess um, kind of like speaking on the history of like spoken word itself, like you said, you started in, um, you said 2000. Uh, when did you start? Uh, so I started actually through rapping first. Okay. Um, but I started really getting serious about spoken word probably in about 2010. Hmm. So, yeah, I kind of want to talk about that, like the connection to hip hop, obviously like there's a strong, you know, through line between both of them. I think hip hop evolved a lot from like poetry and, and spoken word. Um, so do you kind of nowadays, how do you view it? Like, do you view it kind of like a lost art? Like you said, it's kind of coming back and kind of coming yeah. back on what? I mean, I think that it's not, um, I don't think it's lost. I think just for like, for, for Nashville, um, you know, 
it become Nashville become a kind of a transient city in the sense of new people are coming in. And so a lot of times, like a lot of the poets who I came up with are like, were older than me. Um, so a lot of them had families and just kind of stopped performing. You know, I was traveling all over the country as a spoken word artist again in that early period of early two thousands. And so it was just popping and it's still popping everywhere. Well, for the most part, like especially major cities you go to spoken word is really popular. Uh, but it's just kind of, again, coming back in Nashville to a place where I feel like it's going to get back to a place where it's, it's just well respected. Um, but I don't think it ever left, but it definitely is connected to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. birthed, it's birthed from hip hop. You know what I'm saying? If you look yeah. back at like, um, you know, earlier, uh, earlier spoken word, like Gil Scott Heron is a great example of like a poet who performed with, um, you know, music behind him, right? That spoken word was performed over music. And then you had, you know, the last poets and Watts prophets and like all these artists who used spoken word. And then you started to see it kind of eke into hip hop even more. Um, and, you know, so hip hop is, is definitely birthed from spoken word. So they're, they're definitely connected. Yeah. Yeah. And I say too, that like, for a lot of people that might be watching that is like, well, I don't fully understand what spoken word is. In a nutshell, it's performance poetry. So it's mm -hmm. poetry that's meant to be performed, that's meant to captivate you, not just through the lyrics and what's actually being said, but also how it's delivered, yeah. um, which is really dope. And so I think that it it definitely has like this kind of symbiotic relationship with hip hop, with rap because it's just another way to express these thoughts, these feelings, this emotion, um, these unique perspectives, but you can do a bunch of things that you can't do in the hip hop sense, where it's like, okay, you're not constrained to a rhyming pattern or metering. You can add completely, you know, you can go over Latin music. You can have uh trap music, you know, you can have country bluegrass, however you want to finesse it, you have so many options. And so the power though, is that it comes from the lyricism that's strongly associated with hip hop and rap. So when you get this vivid imagery of like someone telling you a story and all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, like this reminds me of a Nas track or this reminds me of a Tupac track, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have this storytelling element that you get so much free reign with spoken word. Whereas like when you're rapping, it's kind of like, okay, you're kind of confined just a little bit. And the people who've killed it, I mean, they kill it with what they have. But if they were doing spoken word, you would see like a whole another beat sandwich. That's a uh, interesting point. So I guess how how did each one of you like first kind of get into the spoken like? What made you want to be like? Oh, I want to do this. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I'll jump in. So uh, in a nutshell, I got introduced to hip hop via rapping, specifically battle rapping. But like freestyle improv you're in a cypher going head to head against somebody and it wasn't until like i got to college where i was really really good at battle rapping but i wasn't making friends just because it was so aggressive and abrasive Very and so bad. i was like you know what yeah so um i wasn't a nice person when i was in battle boat <laughs> so i was like you know what like i'm gonna walk away from this however the instinct of um channeling my emotions through writing I couldn't like suppress that. So I would call myself writing poems and I'd be like, you know, I'm writing these raps with their poems and they're super mm -hmm. lyrical because my inspirations at the time was like Lupe Fiasco and Jay-Z and, you know, old Kanye. And so, uh, yeah, like 
once I started going to these performance collectives when I was in college, where it was like people would get up and they would do like kind of what they call like slam poetry and just be like real abrasive in your face. Then I get up and I'm performing. I'm like, Oh, I think I found like, I found my bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, if, if y'all know anything about Nashville, you know, it's the home of country music. And so it doesn't always play very fair with hip hop and rap in mm-hmm. terms of like being able to perform in, in uh, venues. But if you spin it and you're like, cool, well, let me take my verses from these songs and spit them acapella, call it spoken word. Now, all of a sudden I'm a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's a unique tool to have. And so from there, it's kind of like, you just kind of blend back and forth. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, um, I got started in college. Uh, my freshman year, I saw people doing it, and um, you know, I was I was like amazed by it. And so I kind of just sat in the corner for a long time, and then I finally just decided to get on stage and try it. And then once I did it, like I just fell in love with it. You know, I fell in love with the art form. I fell in, I fell in love with the lyricism, the wordplay, um, the messaging. And so for me, like that's how I started. And you know, I just wanted to continue to elevate what I was doing with the art and you know at the time um most people at the time were like putting out chat books uh but it was like you know i was like i wanted to do an album and so in 2005 i got with a homie who was uh again he was a he's a producer here in town and he he was like man i've never i don't even know what this is like i don't even know how you what you want to do you know what i'm saying i was like man i just i got a vibe of what i want but i don't know exactly what i want so we just like we kind of we kind of uh took some dilla beats and took some other production that he made and we created my first album, man. And, um, like it was dope because again, a lot of people were like, man, I never heard a spoken word to music before like this, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so like that was like kind of the introduction for me, you know, into like this new foray of like, okay, like spoken word can be viable on wax. You know what I'm saying? It can't have replay value. And so like since 2005, when I created my first album, it's been about like, how do I make albums that have replay values that people can continue to listen to spoken word? Because that's, that's the knock on spoken yeah. word. Like somebody watching, somebody watching right now, like, bro, I don't, I don't do all that spoken <laughs> word poetry stuff, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, okay, like it's, it's powerful, but it's just like the poet has to position it in a way that makes people want to listen to it. That makes people want to like, man, I'm, I, I ride to this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like, that's, that was like my, my whole goal originally and just to see those seeds kind of continue to grow. And then, you know, to get with Saran, uh, S-Rap and get with this project, um, the last project and this one, and just to continue to see like the elevation of like, man, like spoken word on, on wax and how it really moves people. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. just been a dope, a dope, dope, dope experience. Yeah, accessibility was something I definitely like, wanted to touch on because, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys grew up, I'm sure you watched like Death Poetry, uh, Death Poetry mm-hmm. yeah. on TV and all that. I think, I think for like, you know, people are like a little more middle aged and a little older, that's, that was kind of like made it more accessible for like a lot of people because you had that on TV. You got to see like these different ways of, uh, you know, people presenting, you know, thoughts and, and criticism. And we don't really necessarily have that right now. So, like, I mean, mm-hmm. In terms of like accessibility, like you said, you try to find ways with production and all that. So how how do you guys go about like matching, um, you know, your spoken word style with like more hip hop or like production? Yeah, I think uh, well, I'll jump first. I think that I think it's a skill that I think like like S Rap and I kind of I don't say we take it for granted, but I think because we both have like a hip hop freestyle like background, like it's easier for us to find those pockets with music. And I think sometimes poets um, don't necessarily choose music that is complementary to what they are saying. And so it comes off as whack. 
it doesn't come off as genuine sometimes. Um, but and so I think for us, like we're just we love music and we we're able to like fit our voices into the pockets and in places where like again there we could both record a song and we could record the same song like four different ways and it could be spoken word every single time but because there because there is no pattern there is no specific like he was saying there's no specific way in which you have to spit but it's just a way in which we use our voice to fit on the track um and then, I mean, so I think that makes it easier. I don't really have a real answer for that because I just yeah. feel like I think we're just really we're just really blessed to have this op- this skill set to be able to do it in a way that 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 it just works. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I say because like if you go on YouTube and you look up like spoken word poetry, you're probably going to get these like super politically charged pieces that, mm-hmm. you know, you go and listen to one and be like, oh, my gosh, like I'm I'm ready to like double down and go get the black boots and like run the streets and protest. And then you get two pieces in three pieces in, five pieces in. And now you're like, okay, it kind of, it feels like the same politically charged or, you know, the same rhetoric and the same vibe. Um, or you get like the cliche stuff where people think of like, you know, a dimly lit jazz club where somebody's like banging on a, on the mic. Like, yeah. 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 I went to the store. Bah, 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 bah and bought some milk, you know, like yeah. whatever. Um, and my barometer check is my fiance. So she hates spoken word <laughs> as, as funny as it is, but with what we create in the approach that we have kind of come at this project and the last project, she's like, I don't like spoken word, but I love this project. Mm. You know what I mean? And she'll walk around the house and she's singing the lyrics and like, you know, smiling. And I'm just like, okay, well, if she likes the project, cause she, you know, she going to be raw. She not, it ain't, She'll it ain't, you like, it you know, yeah, yeah. It ain't no sugar coating. So, um, but yeah, from there we just realized, man, like we truly got something special from the way that we blend the music and the spoken word to where it doesn't feel like spoken word. So it doesn't feel like we're beating you over the head with something important. The music allows you to feel the vibe. We complement the music very well with some like positivity that really gets you charged up. So it's like, if you're having a bad day, you're like, man, let me turn on the other side. You know, if you're like, man, you know, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm about to knock this meeting out the park or it's the weekend. I'm about to chill. Or I'm about to turn up either or it's like, man, let me turn on the other side, the other side too. Like got yeah. exactly what you need. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So like also like when it comes to like the creative process, I know like spoken word, it feels like it's kind of more of like a solo thing. Like when you guys are like, typically it's like a solo thing, but when you're also creating music as an album together, you guys got to collaborate a little bit more. Does that kind of change things for you in terms of like how you guys approach, you know, you're creating something? Well, it really, it really depends. Like what we'll do, we'll typically kind of take the music and we'll listen to it together. And we'll discuss the concept and the idea of like, what does this song make you feel? You know, where do you want to take this track? What ideas? A lot of times we'll write the hooks together and then it's like, okay, well, whatever your verse is, go off and write your part. You know what I mean? And sometimes like we'll write it together. We'll have like parts where we kind of go back and forth, just, you know, add in different plays, but the majority of it, we, deliver the concept and the idea and the chorus together. And then we go off and do our own thing. Okay. I want to shout out you guys producers. You guys worked with like one group of producers called the varsity, right? That's, that's who you guys 
Okay. Shout out to them. I think they did a great job on this one. Oh, man, they killed it. Big ups to Kyle, Bat Flips, Mike B. Hicks, Adrian Taylor. Like, they're just some of the most fire producers in Nashville. Easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how'd you guys, like, connect with them? Is this something you guys always had had known them around, just been around the city, and then decided to work together or just kind of organically? Yeah, we've known, uh, like, I've known those guys for, for for years now. We've done shows together. Um, you know, like we've done like tribute shows together and stuff. And, you know, again, like Nashville is a, is a big, small city. So if you do music at any, at a certain level, you're going to run into people. Um, and so like, again, we've known, we've known these guys forever and they created this collective. And, uh, you know, initially we sat down, uh, with them just to kind of see what we could do as far as just like, you know, we went to hire them to just create some stuff for us. And we sat down, had a meeting with them. And they played a 17, they played a 17 tracks and uh, like literally they went 17 for 17. Like they did not miss, you know what I'm saying? And so it'd be, it'd be the conversation kind of, you know, morphed into a thing where it was like, this isn't just going to work as just like us hiring y'all to get some tracks. Like what if we turn this into a collaborative effort where it becomes everybody's album, right? So now it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's our album, it's y'all's album, it's our album as a whole, as a unit, you know what I mean? So that's why you get like the six spoken word tracks and then you get the six instrumentals just to show like that unity of like that, that true, that true nature of what collabor- collaboration is, right? Working together yeah. with somebody and everything is, and everything belongs to everybody. So like, that's what we, that's what we wanted to do. And uh, man, we were, we're super excited for this project and what it, what it means and what it's doing. Cool. Yeah. And I'd say too, having the conversation with producers nowadays where like producers create with the same heart and intent as an artist, but you just kind of get labeled as a producer. You kind of, you got your tag in the song and then you're kind of forgotten in the credits. Whereas uh, with this project, what we wanted to do is elevate them as equal artists as well. So it's like, if you notice on the album, it's S rap Rashad, the poet and the varsity, you know what I mean? Versus just like S rap and Rashad, the poet produced by the varsity. So all right, that's cool. And um, kind of want to like go back a little bit, like in terms of like its connection to to hip hop. Like, how do you guys like? What do you guys think about like the current state of hip hop today, in terms of like writing, lyricism, song, you know, song production, all this stuff. Like compared to you know, I guess the '90s, which is more, I think, more in line with the spoken word and and the messaging, and then what it is today. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind starting. I think that, um, like, I don't have an issue with hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people feel like, oh, if you're of a certain age, like, you dislike hip-hop or you feel like hip-hop isn't. Like, I don't have an issue with hip-hop at all. For me, it's just all about the visibility. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, because you can look back at the 90s and the 2000s and find groups who whose lyricism maybe not, it maybe isn't where you wanted it to be. But at the same time, it's the same thing today, right? You know, I don't want to... I don't want to go in the club, you know, or go to a party necessarily and listen to Nas yeah. or listen to J. Cole. Like, I don't, I, I didn't do that in the nineties necessarily. You know what I'm saying? So it's just about variety and about the ability, the access to to all forms of hip hop, I think is what's just lacking today where you really kind of, you got to get into those, those pockets to find the good stuff, but it's mad. It's, it's, it's great stuff out there in the mainstream and in the underground or in the places mm-hmm. where people consider the underground. So I think hip hop is doing exactly what hip hop has always done. I think it's just sometimes the machine is kind of kind of tuning out 
some of the things that should be brought to light. And so you just got to go find it, you know, but with the internet, man, today, I feel like it's really, you, you can find whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can find whatever kind of hip hop you want. You want inspiration. You can find it. You want trap. You can find it. You want mellow. You can find it. You know what I'm saying? You just got to do the work to go get it, but it's, it's out there. So I, I, I'm, I'm cool with hip hop today because the voices of people who need to speak up are doing their thing. So, you know what I mean? So I'm cool. Yeah. I say the same. I feel like, in the nineties and even like early two thousands, there was a heavy emphasis on lyricism and like people would listen to the lyrics first. Whereas now we're kind of in this age where it's the music that hits first. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, if it passes the vibe check, then I'll tune into like what the person is saying. And so yeah. I know that's, that's one important element when we were approaching the project was like, we need to make sure that the music, hits you know what i mean and of course the varsity they killed it they got sample flipping in there um got some different vocalists but i think that it's like you know it changes with the generations so you know whether you grew up on you know the first iteration of kind of hip-hop and then you know depending on where your generation i mean even when you look at like drake and kendrick and j cole they're like what now like three generations removed from the current artists that are out now, you yeah. know, um, I think Andre 3000 put it the best in an interview he did with GQ. And he was like, you know, hip hop is always going to be hip hop. And it's like, you can always hop, but you won't always be hip. And that's mm -hmm. okay. You know? So if you, if you identify with a certain era of music, like that's fine. But like hip hop, still hip hop. We were all young and dumb at one point in mass, like you grow up. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, man, I think it's, it's beautiful. Like it may not always be my cup of tea, but it's still beautiful. Were there any like artists in particular for either one of you, um, spoken word, hip hop or otherwise that kind of influenced your style? Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd say, um, definitely spoken word wise, like probably the biggest influence for me was Saul Williams. Um, okay. I mean, just, just fire. And then, because I came more from the hip hop side, I was just definitely leaning more into artists with lyricism. So a lot, a lot, a lot of Lupe. Um, and then of course, J. Cole, when he was really first coming up and then Kendrick as well. And then also people like Mick Jenkins, Andre 3000, you know, just like yeah. heavy on the lyricism. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like for me, definitely, uh, again, Gil Scott Heron is like my, my hero as far as spoken word is concerned. Like he's, cause again, like just hearing music when you, when you perform, even if you're acapella, just hearing that music and the style and the way in which he performs, um, is just kind of something that, that drew me in and really helped have me studying what he was doing and how he was doing it. Uh, from the hip hop side, Nas, of course, uh, like Andre 3000, like, you know, uh, CeeLo from Goody Mob, like again, like just, just MCs that spit in a way that even if it was no beat, like you still feel like the lyrics, the lyrics would hold up, you know what I'm saying? Acapella wise. So like, yeah, for sure. I, mean, I definitely feel like lyricism is kind of making a comeback, you know, especially, especially with like some of these versus battles and other stuff that's been going on with like older, our older generation, like artists that I think people are starting to like appreciate lyricism a little bit more again, which is, which is always good to see. And um, in terms of like the other side too, How's the, like the response been? Do you guys have like any favorite tracks off there? Man, I say the the response has been crazy. Um, it's always just positive. Like even with the first one, and even with this one, it's like we get a lot of people similar feedback to my fiance. They're just like, man, like I listen to this every day, or you know, 
I listen to this on a on a drive to work to get my mind right or whenever I need some joy, you know. Rashad got text on text on text from people that's just like, hey man, like that first track, like it spoke to me. You know what I mean? I got people that's, that's like, hey, I yeah. I had to pause it in the first track, like, cause it was too much, you know? <laughs> um, but also there's, there's a lot of feedback of people that's like, man, this was like for real healing, you know, um, something I was anticipating I would get out of the project. And even for myself as a creator, but also as a listener of the project, it's like, I wrote it from a space to heal and to speak to myself primarily. So, you know, um, it's just, it's a, it's a project of power, bro. Like, uh, I don't know any other way to put it. It's just as a project of power in so many yeah. ways. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, again, just in creating these these moments right on this record where we really wanted it to feel like like a celebration, like, you know, that introspection, like, you know, like excellence. You know, we wanted to hit on like all of those things. And, I, and, you know, you get all of those in a way that, I, again, like, I don't think people are expecting when they listen to a spoken word out. They're like, OK, I'm, I'm kind of vibing right now. I can let the windows down. I can roll to this. You know what I'm saying? And then you got joints where it's like, OK, like, man, like it may, you can sit and just have the lights off in the room and just let it play. You know, I mean, you can do all those things with this record. Um, and again, like, that's just something that. You know, I don't think most people expect when they listen to spoken word. And again, it's it's just weird for people's ears, I think, in the beginning, because they're just like, wait a minute, like, like what is this? Like, this ain't this is not rap, but yeah. like it's poetry, but it's music, but y'all got hooks. But then this song is long, don't have no hooks. Or this song, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just it just it's doing something really wonky to your brain, but in a good way. And it's just like it's inviting. And again, again, like that's the thing. You know, we want people to continue to go back and catch lyrics and go back and catch vibes on tracks that they were like man like this just this just puts me to a place and so yeah man like i, I love the album man it's, it's, it's just a beautiful project and I'm, I'm super super glad that people are responding in the way they're responding and um yeah man more to come yeah like you said i mean even when i first heard it, it took me like you know, it took, took me a little bit to like catch on to the cadence and the rhythm and the flow of everything you know because you i'm so geared and used to hearing you know just mainstream like hip-hop and all this stuff like that but like, like you said, the first track, I think it was called Find a Reason. I think that's the one that everybody's talking about. Yeah, that one, that one definitely hit differently. Like that was motivational, like very powerful, very positive. Like, I guess that's like kind of the themes of like the album itself is it's, it's kind of speaking power, positivity, you know, kind of motivational. Is that was that like the ultimate goal for a lot of these songs? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, just being able to provide that motivation, that encouragement, that inspiration, ultimately to help people on their journey of personal transformation, right? Just however, we're all in this race together at the end of the day. And it's like, even though we are on different parts of the path, like we're all running a race together. And so it's like, if there's anything that we can do to help, to keep you going, to keep you inspired, to like, okay, I got it. I'm tired right when you think you about to give up. And it's like, oh, I still got a little more in the tank. Oh, I'm reminded that like joy comes in the morning. Oh, I'm reminded that like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This, this thing is, is not as big as I thought it was and that I can actually conquer anything that's in front of me, any obstacle. So yeah, yeah man, just doing what we can to, to provide that. And it's been incredible because I feel like we delivered for sure. And I, and I think too, like, you know, again, with spoken word, like there's this, um, 
there's this thought process that goes into people thinking like, oh, it's going to be this or like they're going to be they're going to be talking about this because this is what all poets talk about. Or this is what you know what I mean? And it was just like, I think intentionally it was like we could talk about things that are over here, but like those things have been talked about and they're continued to be talked about. And so we're going to stay over here and talk about these things that are that are like super relevant to people. You know what I'm saying? Super yeah. relevant to our super relevant to our journey to our story, um, but we don't have to like try to knock you over the head with it. We just gonna hit you with what we know is the truth. You know what I'm saying? And I think people appreciate that because it's not like you don't. I don't think you walk away from this album like you don't walk away exhausted or tired. Like you walk away like you should walk away hopefully inspired and motivated and feeling like yo you you really you really out here. You know what I'm saying? You doing yeah. your thing. And so like that's that was the goal. And I think you know people are responding in that way. So. I mean, there's definitely a certain stigma when it comes to like poetry and especially like black poetry about like, you know, social political issues. And I mean, you guys kind of like allude to like certain like social ills and issues, but I think you guys keep it like on a very personal level. And it's not like you said, it's not like heavy handed. So like it's easy to kind of like go through and take in the message without feeling like you said, like exhausted going through it because mm-hmm. can, things can get really heavy when you start talking about like certain topics, obviously. Right. hundred so, percent. I want to talk about the Grammys. Um, you guys got some big news. Uh, I think Grammys announced that they have a best spoken, best spoken word poetry album uh, category now for the first time ever. And um, I guess from the prompt, well, from the prompt, I kind of alluded that you guys had like kind of part. Did you guys have part in getting this, you know, through? Yeah. So um, in a nutshell, in 2019, there was a poet, Seku Andrews. He put together a incredible album, hired an orchestra, like blew it out the water. And he got all the way to the nomination. But back then, spoken word, the best spoken word album category was including spoken word. It was including audiobooks, instructional videos, sermons. Yeah. So long story short, Seiku gets the nomination and then he loses to Michelle Obama's audiobook. And of course, I mean, it's Michelle Obama, like you not, you know, um, <laughs> But then realizing that, you know, when he took it to Jay Ivey, um, who did a bunch of spoken word on like Kanye's college dropout project and everything, but he also is an advocate on the board for the Recording Academy. Jay Ivey took it up to the upper ups and was like, hey, can we get it split? So spoken word poetry has its own category. And they were like, well, out of all the submissions, it was only like. 20 of them that were spoken word albums so it's not enough to warrant splitting into its own category so they were like all right bet say less so there was a campaign led by him seku and uh brandon alexander williams called uh, get the griots to the grammys and it was basically like rallying up the spoken word community showing that you know we have a voice that we're here we're alive we're thriving and when i tell you like the submissions were just crazy you know, and it's like talented people from like all over the U.S. And so with that, as you can see, the Recording Academy was like, OK, like there is a community. You guys do have a voice and we do want to honor that. So then this year they ended up splitting the category. And for the first time, we have the best spoken, po- best spoken word poetry album at the Grammy. So I mean, that's very dope. Uh, it's been a long time coming, obviously. Um mm-hmm. So I guess what was the feeling when when it first initially got announced that all right now this is like a category and like you guys are have your own space to be like acknowledged and recognized. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting. It was exciting because, again, you feel like, you know, you're doing this work for the culture, literally. And, you know, we I think as a whole, I think I think a lot of us thought it would take like a couple of a couple of years, maybe two or three years of doing this, like submitting and getting them to see like we're here. Um, But once, you know, Saran hit me like, hey, man, like the category got split and we were just excited for the culture. Really, at first, it was just like, man, like that's dope. Dope for the poets is going down. You know, the poets are going to be able to do their thing. It's going to be dope. And then I think it wasn't even like an hour later that we both were kind of texting each other back like, so, uh, yeah, no time. Yeah. no time, you know what I'm saying? We're going we to do another project or what? And, you know, we work really fast, you know, uh, like our last album, again, he talks about the call. We were, we were on the call and then within like a month, we had the first album done last year. And so this time, again, it was uh, maybe like a month or so of us getting the news that the category split and then saying, Hey, let's get a record going. And then we got with varsity. Um, and then like the album was, we were, we were done conceptually. Like we just had to get everything put together with as far as like recording and doing all those things. But like we had ideas, we, we were writing hooks that, that the session that I talked about earlier, we were writing hooks in that session and, and coming up with concepts in that session for songs. Um, so we were already working then. And so we were just, we're able to put it together and do what we do. Um, again, we just we just work really fast, and so yeah, we we got this record, and we were just really excited about how it's turned out, you know, and uh, just everything that's coming along with it, man. So it's been great, awesome. And uh, how's how's like the submission process been? Has it been pretty pretty easy? Pretty, you know, what I mean, like straightforward. Yeah, the submission process is is pretty straightforward. It's just you got to have everything clear cut, so you got to have like the project fully mixed, mastered, all the credits submitted, you know, all your liner notes, you know, your album work, um, all the information that's needed. And then it can be a little intense because like, if you mess something up, they might hit you back and be like, Hey, you messed this up, correct this information so you can be eligible or you could just end up not being eligible because you didn't do something correct. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like you walking on eggshells. Like, let me make sure I type, I don't put two S's in S rap or, you know, I spell Rashad the poet's name, right? Cause it's, it mess up and be different on the ballad and everything, you know? And, um, I guess in terms of the Grammys, especially like in hip hop, there's been a lot of conversation in over recent years about in our culture and saying that we no longer, you know, need the Grammys or, you know, <laughs> shouldn't have let, allow that importance to be over, you know, people's projects, albums and whatnot. But, you know, for spoken word, how do you, how would you guys like view this and how important it is for, for the community as a whole and why the Grammys are still so important for, you know, getting recognition and acknowledgement and stuff like this? Yeah, I mean, again, I, well, I was going to, I'll just say that I think it's super important because it just, again, we live in a place where we're trying to show and not even show, but just be acknowledged as something that's viable. Right. This is a viable art form. You can make a living off this art form. Like I make a living off this art form. There are other poets who make a living from spoken word. And again, spoken word is a tree that branches off. So I'm a speaker as well. And so I make my living as a speaker who, who, who blends spoken word poetry into my keynotes, right, into my workshops that I do in corporate America. So spoken word is super viable. It's super it's it's here. And it's, just, it's, you know, everybody wants to be recognized. I don't care who you are and what you do. You want to be recognized in your field. Um, and so whether that's through the Recording Academy, whether that's a BET award, like you want to be recognized. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
whoever can wherever you can get that recognition from like that's a that's a powerful thing you know what i'm saying i can understand why people say what they say about certain things but for me um I, again i'm grateful that that we are being seen because once people see us they have they cannot not acknowledge what we bring yeah. to the table as poets yeah. so I'm, I'm excited about it i'm grateful that they that they, that we're being recognized that that we're being seen and that more light is being shown on the spoken word community so it's a win for us yeah and i say as a person behind the scenes like as a voting member of the recording academy um when there was like a bunch of the controversy in multiple instances where people are just like man like the grammys isn't really for the people it's like politics and all this stuff behind the scenes um the recording academy has worked really hard to increase the transparency as well as make sure that the grammys represent the culture you know, the Grammys represent us as listeners and consumers. And when you think about it on the scale of what the Grammys is in representing the world of music, it's, it's, it's a very like tall order, you know. Yeah. Um, but I will say like confidently that they are taking steps in the right direction to correct that. And it's something that like makes me proud to be a Recording Academy member as well as like a person signing up for it. And I think that it's definitely moving in the right direction, especially for independent artists as well. Um, which is beautiful because before it's like, if you're not like a Drake or, you know, uh, a Bon Iver, like you're just not going to get that love or that shine. Yeah. But uh-huh. now it's like, okay, well, you know, if you're, if you're making moves and like you got massive wave behind you, like, you know, you got it. And so, um, yeah, just the beautiful representation and the willingness to change. As you can see with the splitting of the category, but then also just like as they continue to push new initiatives and new movements, you can tell that they're like actively writing wrong. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I think I'm with you guys. I think representation matters and being seen matters, especially for like the next generation, you know, for the next generation of spoken word artists that are coming up and may not be so knowledgeable about it because obviously you don't have like deaf poetry. We don't have it on TV like that, but seeing it acknowledged in like a big venue, like the Grammys, I think can have a big impact on like younger kids and, and people coming up like, Oh, this is a route that I can go. And um, I guess also like, like Rashad, you said like you're a motivational speaker, you guys do a lot of workshops. Um, what do you guys do to kind of, like reach out to like that younger generation and kind of, you know, elevate the, the, the genre mm-hmm. this one? Yeah. So again, uh, you know, I work with uh, this, the Southern Word Organization. And so we are literally, you know, I mean, again, I've been blessed, man, to be around young people every day, pretty much Monday through Friday for like the past 12 years um, in different capacities, whether it's middle school students, high school students, or even college students. And just again, like feeding off their energy, but at the same time, helping to pour into them like, hey, like writing is a viable uh, source for employment. But more than anything else, it's just Um, it's an important part of like your development as a person. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we don't always have people that we can go to and talk to, but just showing them like the power of their voice and the power of, hey, if I can just write this down, I can express what I feel without keeping it bottled up on the inside. Um, So just showing them that way, showing them that light, showing them that they have a powerful voice and that they have a message inside of them that maybe they don't know what it is yet, but like if they can discover their voice, um, at a young age, like it's a really powerful tool to help them move forward. Like we, we wait until we're like grown to like get this confidence. Right. And it's yeah. like, no, you can, you can get confidence at like 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Like, you know, and then just imagine like 
kids everywhere having like confidence in their voice and not waiting until they're like 25 to like step out and become who they are. And you still will yeah. become who you are but if you can instill like that confidence in yourself at a young age man it's, it's a powerful thing man and we just do that through the po- through the poetry and spoken word and it's, it's i'm super grateful for it and i'm sure like having spoken word has, has helped you a lot like in terms of like your motivational speaking and everything yeah so we use that um i use that to blend it in so it's like i don't really just do like so i don't do a poem and then do like business talk so it's like all blended together so like mm-hmm. audiences really don't know like I may be ha- I may like be you know giving a business fact or something in the middle of a talk while telling a story and then I may rhyme in the next line and it's like oh wait a minute like did he just rhyme like you know what I mean so it's like all blended together so you don't really know where it's coming from or how it's coming and so man this has been really good to get in that industry and um you know just really kind of just disrupt it with like this art form that mm-hmm. people don't expect so it's, yeah. it's been it's been great man yeah I imagine all right, man. It's been, I mean, it's been great and great talking to you guys and kind of, uh, you know, get to learn more about the album, about the Grammys and everything that's coming out. Um, what do you guys, do you guys have anything you want to say to like, you know, listeners to obviously go check out the other side too, uh, run those numbers up. We'll have the links for everything and follow you guys and all that. But is there anything else you guys like want to, want to say to our audience? I just say, man, one, just thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And of course, like, Get some ears on the project. If you feel something from it, if you feel inspired, motivated, like one, feel free to reach out to us and connect with us. Send us a DM, Um, you know, just leave us a comment. Let's actually keep the dialogue going. And then also, if it does make you feel some type of way in a positive light, pass it on to somebody else and continue to spread that joy and that positivity because we definitely could use a lot more of that in the world right now. Yeah, facts. I, I echo everything that uh, S. Rapper said. You know, just keep on pushing. And sometimes, like as adults, people who watching you, you might be a, you might be a writer. Don't don't sleep on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Go on, pick up the pen, get you a pad, just write what you feel, man. That's all spoken word is. It's just expressing what you feel. That's it. So if you're out there and you're like, I could write, go on, do your thing, pick up that pen and make it happen. Never too late to write, now. And then yeah. one last thing too. You know, of course, this project is up for your consideration. So if you are a voting member, we would love for you to just take a chance, listen to it, see how you feel. And if it's, you know, worthy of your time, then you know what to do. No project. Um, I mean, it'd be amazing if you guys, you know, took home the first you know, spoken word album Grammy. You know, that'd be a, an amazing, amazing feat. Definitely pulling for you guys. And uh, like I said, links down below for all the socials where you can go stream the project. Everything will be up wherever this goes up. And uh, yeah, I mean, thank you guys for joining us and talking with us. And, uh, you know, it's been a great conversation. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you, bro.